When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hello, talk tuners, and welcome to episode eight. Thanks for hanging with us. We're happy to be here as usual. I'm Stephanie Myers. Hey guys, hola talk tuners. It's Stephanie Pena. So glad to see you. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> so what's been going on, Steph? Anything new? Yeah, you know, there's so much good movies out there lately. And mm-hmm. I was just going to share with talk tuners about seeing Summer of Soul, that great oh, movie. Oh, right yeah, it's, uh, that's the yep. directorial debut from Questlove. It's interesting because in interviews he's talked about, I don't even see this as my directorial debut. I see this as trying to bring back this slice of history that really got forgotten. Sure, um, yeah. And he was he did a great job. What a cool movie. Great historical context. Mm-hmm. I'll say I'm a little bit biased. I think my favorite movie genre is probably music documentaries. Okay. So I was walking in uh, really excited and it did not disappoint. This was about the, for those who don't know, Harlem Cultural Festival that took yep, place yep. over the course of six weeks in Harlem. And yep. it featured Nina Simone, The Fifth Dimension, Stevie Wonder, Mavis Staples, Gladys Knight. There was tons more. And this took place again for six full weeks. And it was on the scale of Woodstock, really, but didn't mm-hmm. receive a fraction of that coverage, which I guess is not surprising, but when you watch this, it's almost like a little bit of a historical record as you're watching. And it is not just a, if you've seen concert films where it's a pretty straightforward concert, this is not that. It's interspersed with clips, interspersed with interviews, interspersed with, uh, they kind of tie it in with a couple of attendees who were really mm-hmm. young when they went. This was 1969, of course. Mm-hmm. And some were talking about the experience as if they had thought they'd imagined it and sure. got really emotional when saying, well, thanks for finally giving a voice to this. Because some days I think about that six week festival. I was a little kid. It meant so much to me to see myself reflected yeah. here at this show. Mm-hmm. And um, it was really emotional to watch these attendees seeing this footage again and talking yeah. about it and talking about what that time meant to them. So I don't know if you've seen it yet. I believe it's theaters and Hulu. We're not yeah. paid to talk about it, by the way, guys. We just really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on. I saw it on Hulu. I didn't go pay to see it in the theater. It was it was awesome. Yeah, right on. Absolutely. Um, you guys, Harlem, it's a neighborhood, right? It's not a field. So Woodstock in a field. This is in city, city limits, people all up on each other for six weeks. Amazing, uh, you know, uh, artists that are playing, legendary artists that are playing the stage. It's something else. So check it out. Well, today we are talking about an icon, a legend, a super badass. 
His name is Tom Petty. Tom Petty. Yep. Talk about, you know, an artist who, again, is so near and dear to our hearts, which I feel has been our theme lately. You just talk about these artists who we have so much personal history with and who mm-hmm. are so important to us. And Tom Petty really runs through our veins, definitely has these touchstones and memories in our friendship, which I'm excited to yep. tell listeners. <laughs> all about. I know we're thinking about the funny memories, too, with Tom. He's just, you know, Tom was, Tom is a legend. Tom was so, so great. Tom Petty on his own. And of course, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. We talk about yeah. just the depth of his musical contributions, but also him as a person. Um, I saw him play six times. Really feel <laughs> lucky about that. I uh, The final time yeah. I saw him, it's just amazing. Yeah, just such a good show knows how to work a crowd. The final time I saw him was in Newark, which ended up being mm. really just a couple short months before he passed. And oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember you saw him right before he passed. That's cool. That's really awesome. That's special. Very, yes. I, you know, nobody could have predicted it. And even his children, I believe, had talked. Yeah, because he seems super healthy, right? Yeah. And they had talked uh, with the media too a little bit about he was so good at pretending to uh, push past his pain, be fully yeah. functional on tours, and awesome. it was hard for them to even uh, to see with the depth of what was happening. And right. you know, just a consummate showman in that way. But certainly, nobody saw that this would be. I think nobody saw or predicted that this would be what ended up being his final tour. But he was so great on it, and again, uh, one of my musical heroes, and just such a cool person. And I always say, I think you and I had talked a little bit about this, but Tom Petty is so inextricably linked to summer for me. Yeah. Always has been. And I think it's seeing him play mm-hmm. these outdoor shows, right. seeing him play really in his element. Mm-hmm. He's kind of just embodies all about summer and even his music, I think it runs through the strains of the music itself. So I think I'd always associate him with summer and just to have him not here in these subsequent summers always still be a little bit of a shock right yeah yeah you know what i associate with summer i associate prosecco with summer and that's cool i i can think about a good night of us drinking prosecco and listening to tom because that is summer i like that i like that so much sitting back and listening to tom having a good time yeah. Love me some Oh, I love that. That's a great memory. Yeah. He's just, <laughs> you know, so tied into that. And of course, you know, we like to remember the good times, even if these folks are not with us anymore, but such a discography and such a part of Florida life, which he always was very open about his roots, Florida being where he's from, Gainesville specifically, which is where the band mm-hmm. started. And I, like I said, I'm a a longtime fan. And I happened to visit Gainesville for work when he was still with us at this point. And mm. I was excited about that because I assumed there was going to be some kind of tribute to him. I didn't expect, here's the Tom Petty House Museum or something, but something that was a marker or acknowledgement of this giant yeah. band that came out of Gainesville, which is not a comparatively right. large city. It's a college town, but not a comparatively large city. And I sure. just remember they had nothing. And I was so surprised by that. I think after his passing, there's a little bit 
more in terms of markers, but I just thought, mm-hmm. man, what a opportunity to really mark somebody who contributed so much. And he's, you know, everybody knows the name. Everybody knows yeah. the name Tom Petty. Yeah, so. exactly. Tom is a household name for sure. Um, I uh, saw Tom Petty for the first time, I want to say in May. Actually, yeah, May 2001, y'all, was the first time that I saw Tom Petty live. Um, he opened up the Verizon Wireless Amphitheater in San Antonio with the Wallflowers. That, yeah, yeah, that was really cool. Um, you know, that was, uh, it was a sold out crowd, definitely just had a really good feel. So you say, yeah, you know, summer. Well, for me, like my, I love spring. Spring is party time. So what I can resonate with that is like Thomas, <laughs> Thomas is good times and smiles. Yeah. And, um, you know, I have, of course, it was great. That was one of the reasons why we became friends. We had, you like Tom Petty. I like Tom Petty. Yeah, it was meant to be. We're going to be friends for life. Um, so many only common the, threads, right? Exactly. Well, I have a friend um, who actually uh, was able to partake in a marijuana cigarette with Tom Petty. Like, how cool is that? And check it out. So supposedly he was, it was like he was at his uncle's house. Anyway, but he's hanging out with fam. And they're like, hey, you know, Tom's going to come over. And everyone's like, okay, whatever, right? And well, my buddy didn't know who they were talking about. Just like, a friend named Tom. They just said Tom, just right? Tom. For listeners yeah. to understand, like, they just yeah. said Tom's coming over. Nobody knew who the hell. Yeah, it's just like meant. Tom. Yeah, Tom's yeah. going to come over. Well, like, oh, all right, Tom's going to come over. That's fine. My friend was like, yeah, his uncle said this. And then Tom Petty showed up, y'all. <laughs> Tom Petty showed up at the front door. How cool is that? What the flying fuck? I mean, was your friend also at this point? Wow. Just like, I mean, how do you even react? Do you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing that would have mentally prepared for me to be like, someone's coming over. His name happens to be Tom and then Tom Tom. Petty. Tom Petty. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So I did ask him that. I'm like, how would you react? Like, I probably would have fainted, you know? (laughs) like. Well, uh, apparently he didn't geek out the way I would, or probably you would, Stephanie. And homeboy ended up smoking some weed with him, which is phenomenal. Can't, I can't even fathom how cool that was. So he was like, yeah, Tom was really nice. Um, he was just down to earth dude. And my friend is a very down to earth guy. Comes from a very humble background. He is not, I was not hanging out with people that made monies, y'all. This is just like, anyway. <laughs> I'm definitely not one of those kids, man. I didn't come from that fucking lifestyle. So it was pretty cool. (laughs) He hung out with just a normal ass person. Go Tom. I mean, yeah, it's hard for me to even fathom. Can you imagine that? That's crazy. No, I can't. But it always, I remember when he first told me that story and I could not wrap my mind around it, but it's so, (laughs) it's just so good. Like everything about it, you know what I mean? Showing up, I just imagine him as the Mad Hatter in one of his music videos actually showing up at somebody's door. uh and full character. You always just thought he was character. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great story. Girl, if he came over at Mad, as Mad Hatter, I'd be so scared. So we're definitely talking. We're going to, we're going to flesh on that in a little bit. Cause that's from his videos. And oh, so, so uh, something with Tom, you're talking about just being scary, right? Well, I think that the Mad Hatter was scary. I think of American girl, you know, when I hear silence of the lambs, I think of American girl and it's like, what the fuck? Like, Silence of the Lambs being so freaky, but I will always associate the poor victim of Buffalo Bill driving and jamming out to Tom Petty, American Girl, and then all of a sudden bad things are happening. But um, but I love it. I love that movie. <laughs> I saw that movie actually 
last weekend. Girl. Awesome. I was Amazing. awesome. Come on. Everyone likes Silence of the Lambs. Jodie Foster is so good in that movie. Anyway. Yeah. So Anthony Hopkins, Tom Petty, good stuff. Um, I even think about Tom Petty also when with the NBA. So like Tom Petty is just like a, one of my favorite artists, but he definitely plays a role um, in other facets of my life outside of music that I love, like horror. He's in a, one of my favorite horror films. I also associate him when I think about the NBA, like when it's finals time, ESPN or ABC, whoever, you know, they're owned by the same company, whatever, um, was playing the finals. They would always play running down Tom Petty. So that was like the soundtrack, you know, like Tom Petty's everybody loves Tom. Everybody loves Tom. (laughs) Yeah. That was like 2006 NBA playoffs finals running down a dream was the theme song of that particular season. Like how cool is that? Like, it's just a lot of inspiration. I mean, think about it. You're having, he's, he's associated with the best, you know, professional oh, athletes, you know, he's gold. Absolutely. So yeah. good. What so about good. your favorite song, Stephanie? You know, I got my favorite songs. I got some of my favorite albums of his. Uh, yeah. I, what's so interesting is how he has always been so prevalent on classic rock radio from all eras too, from debut right. albums. You know, down through his He's later day stuff, and they yeah, and they just keep that going on classic <laughs> yeah. rock stations, and it just right. it has that timeless feel, mm-hmm. and that's a credit to his songwriting, credit to folks he's worked with too. Yeah, and I love those radio staples, and I will be here all day if we start to talk about them. You know, all um, I like some of the a little bit deeper cuts. I'd say "Change of Heart" is one of my favorites. I love nice. "Hope You Never." There's a great B-side that was released after his passing called Keep a Little Soul. That's one of my favorites of his. And then mm-hmm. one you do hear on the radio pretty often, uh, even The Losers. Love it. But I always kind of have in my mind, like, what are my top five petty songs? Like, I'm going to quiz myself on this. But this is something I <laughs> do think about a lot. It's, and I know that now. you do, too. Like, you have your favorite yeah, uh, girl. Kind of like marking eras of your, your life with his music. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's awesome. I really do love even the losers. And yeah, um, I think about certain songs and um, Tom has definitely had a major impact on my life. Um, You know, seeing him again at the Verizon Amphitheater. um, I think about my favorite albums and I think about Wallflowers. Wallflowers is definitely my favorite, um, something I could listen to beginning to end. And I remember taking a trip out to the Hill Country from San Antonio as a kid and just being able to cruise and listen to this. And it just brought so much joy. So when I think about Tom Petty, it's just, it's nothing but positive stuff. And I'm so excited to talk about his work, continue talking about his work. Wildflowers so, is such a good, good album. Yeah, and definitely. You know, as far as Tom goes, he was not only talented just with songwriting and performing, but also his videos, his which was a major part of music at that time, which is music. I watch, I say this all the time. I watch too much MTV for my own good, but it's true. I'm sure you did too, right? And uh, when MTV was on, when Tom Petty video came on, you remembered it. It stuck with you. It was um, it was something else. It was like a little film. And the first one that I remember that really got me into the whole, into Tom's world was Mary Jane's Last Dance. Kim Basinger playing dead. Kim Basinger was just dead. And <laughs> <Yeah>. Just dead. <laughs> 
haven't seen this. It's a weird video and it's an amazing video. You're like, oh, so cool. Okay. <laughs> it's so dark. It's beautiful. Yeah. 1993 is when it came out. I was in the seventh grade and that really like sucked me in being, you know, the little bit of the dark humored, dark hearted person. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and then it was funny. I started going back into, you know, his other uh, videos and don't come around here no more, which was filmed in 1985. It tripped me out and it still trips me out. Um, Jeff Steen is a director of this video and basically what it is, it is a retake of Alice in Wonderland and it's just a lot more out there. It's a little bit more intense. It freaked me out because Tom Petty's the Mad Hatter and he has like really big teeth and I, I don't know, it was creepy to me. So how did you feel about this video? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a weird one. The concept is definitely designed to get a lot of airplay which is what, you know, yeah. it's great that we're talking about is music videos because I've heard so much great things as far as critical acclaim about how he managed to transcend generations and genres within the music industry was to harness the visual power of music videos because mm -hmm. he knew just the, frankly, the marketing that it would provide yeah. a powerful music video. And so it's like, I know we even have some more of those to talk about, but he was so good about saying, all right, yeah, you've played me. 70s, you played me up to this point. How am I going to transcend generations? How am I going to keep going? How am I going to get people to keep talking about me? Yeah. Such a good businessman, you know? Genius. Just like, just so good. So his videos yep. hold a really special place in my heart because he just got more and more creative yeah. with them. And Hell yeah, what was your favorite video? Uh, you know, I loved Mary Jane's Last Dance, but. Uh, but I will say I really enjoyed Into the Great Wide Open a lot. That's my favorite. Awesome. It's really, really good. I wonder if people, it's one of those that was played so often that it was hard to miss. But now I'm realizing like in this era, we might have some listeners who've never seen this. And it really is yeah, a mini no. movie, right? We always it talk is about a mini how movie. it's a mini movie. Yeah. Yeah, Johnny Depp is playing uh, Eddie Rubble. It's basically a story of Eddie Rubble and his, um, you know, rise to fame and his fall and his whole little old life and Johnny Depp being all hot. And you have China Phillips from Wilson Phillips. She's in it as well. Matt LeBlanc does a uh, cameo and Faye Dunaway is actually Johnny Depp's manager. How funny is that? Anyway, so, and well, Eddie Rebel is supposed to be like a 1950s kind of like James Dean, you know, rockabilly type artist. And um, anyway, it's really fun. And um, so Tom Petty and Johnny Depp had a really good uh, relationship. And when Petty passed in October of 2017, um, Johnny Depp, I was doing some reading on billboard.com and uh, Johnny Depp says he got really emotional um, or he gets really emotional when you talk about um, the passing of Petty. And one of his fondest memories is him giving Tom Petty a call and say, hey, you still smoking? Tom would go, yeah, I'm still smoking and I'd feel better. Well, if Tom is smoking, I'm okay. <laughs> I love it. Such a great quote from Johnny Depp. That's so good. It's <laughs> so good. That makes me so happy. Oh my God, Johnny Depp, man. Johnny Depp, Tom Petty is so good. So Hanging good. out, you know, hanging out together. <sighs> well, you know, you talk about Stephanie. It's, such, it's so absolutely so on point about he crosses genres and he's always going to be talked about. 
Well, what about, you know, the video that we see um, the Beatles cover while my guitar gently weeps? I associate it right now with Prince, but it's a Tom Petty like lead. It was Tom Petty, Prince, Steve Winwood, uh, Jeff Lynn doing that uh, cover, the 2004 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. Um, that energy. Holy shit. Right? <laughs> wow. So, so good. And what a deserved Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. Um, I think about him and Jeff Lynn when they were together, of course, the Traveling Wilburys and how mm -hmm. good that was too as a partnership just managed to transcend yeah, while he was simultaneously exactly. climbing up the charts, I believe, solo. Uh, yes. Joining yes. out for the Traveling Wilburys and doing a crazy, crazy job. And that was, of course, My Guitar Gently Weeps, written by George Harrison, George Harrison's and Traveling Wilburys. So the synergy of that moment, you know, what a transcendent how cool is that? So yeah, I mean, Tom was just up in everybody. I would never, ever pick Tom and Prince playing guitar together. <laughs> right? I just wouldn't. I mean, this is just shows like how fucking cool Tom was. Tom was just the shit. So check it out, man. Loving Tom, loving everything about him is video. So Steph and I have a really great story about us venturing out to Homedale, New Jersey in June of 2005 to go see Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. All right, Steph, kick it. <laughs> we do have a great story around this. So of course, our personal story around uh, Tom Petty, or probably our favorite personal story around Tom Petty involves seeing him at a show together. And mm -hmm. this again, we're at Homedale, New Jersey. For this story, we're back yet again at the PNC Bank Arts Center. I believe this is the <laughs> third time we've referenced PNC in an episode. <laughs> Go back to the Chris Cornell episode for a story there and a Bowie episode. Mm -hmm. There's some uh, some little gems, but it feels like we saw like quite a few shows there. And yes. it was a great show that we went to go see on a school night. And we got there mm -hmm. via public transportation coming from Brooklyn. So anyone who's in the tri-state <laughs> area, you know, you're coming from Brooklyn, you're going to Homedale, New Jersey, which is not, not like you're going to Jersey City on a train. But yep. it's uh, showing our love mm -hmm. of Petty, really, to be able to do all this on a school night, which must have been, geez, two and a half, three hours each way, public transport, yep. getting out there. Yeah, yeah, Stephanie, it was. Like, we had to plan it like plan it out and make sure we could do it. Cause again, this was a Wednesday. It was a school night. So I don't know. I know Stephanie said um, it was a school night, but it was a Wednesday. Like I, I actually Googled this day. I was like, I need to remember when I was thinking about this story, I was like, when did Tom Petty play at PNC? And I was like, yes, it was June 2nd. So I had to get the feel for it. It's just such a good story. So yeah, I mean, I'm living in Bushwick. And I think you're in South Slope in Brooklyn, right, Steph, at the time. And so we had to make sure we're still working. Like, we, y'all, we went and partied hard and went to work the next day all buttoned up and polished and kicking ass. So like, we were all New York. Anyway, we're like, all right, we're getting there. So this trek, we have to take, of course, the subway to, um, we would take that to New Jersey Transit. And that would be, I guess, from, MS, from 34th Street? Trying yeah, to remember something the like folks uh, are not there. We're going to Madison Square Garden. It was a uh, Penn Station, and taking the train there you go. Uh, all the way out, public transportation. But yeah, it's not like this train went directly to the venue. 
No. It no. really took us on the first leg of what was this random journey that kind of took us all over that night. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I just want to definitely paint that picture, y'all. So, you know, Stephanie and I are used to driving ourselves, you know, everywhere. That's how we grew up. You know, we're from Texas. And but, you know, being in New York, there are going to be times where you're going to see shows that aren't in the city. And the coolest thing about living on the East Coast is that you have that public trans, right? So me as a Texan, I'm like, this is the coolest shit ever. But y'all, when we were on the train in New Jersey, they did not drop us off right at the venue. No, no. They dropped us off in some podunk random town. <laughs> and when we were exited off the train, we were then led to a school bus, a yellow school bus, like a school bus. What? Like a school bus to get to we the top of the show. From New York City to go get in some podunk town country to get on a bus. <laughs> to go see Tom Petty, get on a school bus. Yep. We get on and then we take off maybe about 10 minutes later and we were told that this is the only bus going to the PNC Bank Art Center and we had to be there I think like at 10 o'clock or whatever, right? And this is the deal. Bye. But the funny thing is, is that we were, there was some type of crazy sing-along happening. We were on our way to PNC. Like, it was like the most special shit. It was surreal. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, again, we're coming from New York and then we end up in the country on a school bus. I didn't even ride the bus when I was in high school. Like, this is not. <laughs> yeah. So to Stephanie's point, like, they're like, this is one bus to get there. It's one bus to get back. And we literally said, come back here. You need to be here at 10 p.m doesn't matter if the show's done. There's one bus that's coming back. So it's just, just like, one. yeah. So it's like, after we're dropped yeah. off, we're just like, oh, well, that's interesting. I guess, hope the show's going to be done by then. But what a right. weird, wait, this was pre-Uber. There wasn't, this was our way back. So that we're like, all right, noted. And we go into the show. Exactly. And we weren't going to like get a cab to go across state lines. At that time, it was hard to just get a cab to go to Brooklyn from the city. <laughs> we had no money. <laughs> It was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, girl. I was making no money. So anyway, but we had a good time. Um, And uh, Steph, we got tickets to sit on the hillside. Um, We got tickets to sit on that hill, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I know that hill holds a special place in your heart. Um, It does. I saw a lot of shows there. Um, Yeah. But of course, if folks are familiar kind of with general... Pavilion structure, you got the covered seat, and you got mm-hmm. your little hill seats, and that hill right on the grass, that's where you go and make friends. There's uh, <laughs> whether or not you want them, right? Like you're sitting there talking, you bring your blankets, and all of a sudden there's just people usually that kind of uh, materialize around you who want to be your friend. And that's yeah. the beauty of sitting on the grass for these types of shows. And so, of course, this night was no exception. No. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't at all. Well, so random. This dude comes up to me, makes small talk, really just normal, you know, nothing, just a normal guy. Started talking to me and stuff. And he has a group of some other friends too. Um, and he was like, can I buy you a beer? And I'm like, um, I'm young, broke, and I got here on a fucking school bus. Can you please give me a beer? God damn right. Thank you. So <laughs> I got my $10 beer. I got my $10 beer for free. One beer. That means something, right? But anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
but uh, so special. And anyway, it seems so dumb, right? And whatever, we're all hanging out. And so like, I remember stuff you had like some of his weirdo friends or they weren't even weirdo. They were just normal people. We're talking to you. And this guy was just getting too like fresh. And what I mean by that, ladies and gentlemen, is that it was like... It, it was like a uh, a Winnie and Kevin from the Wonder Years like moment. I felt like it was for him because um, he was just a little cheesy, and uh, but there was really no chemistry, no fireworks. There was no nana um, for me, so I wasn't feeling like yeah. I don't know. Um, we parted ways, and <laughs> okay, I know I'm weird. I know that was weird, y'all. I know that was weird. <laughs> But that's just how I like. I think about that moment. He was. It was supposed to be like it, but it totally wasn't. Anyways, it was weird. It was yeah, he was trying to engender a moment or whatever, and we're sitting there trying to enjoy the sweet strains of Tom Petty. Yeah, who is playing all the hits? Like we're really enjoying it, and it's like, oh well, this is cool. And again, like just imagine, like it's us, and then a semicircle of these randos at this point. Because that's what the yeah. lawn—that's what the lawn brings about in people, which we kind of knew. Yeah, you happened, socialize. But it was still, yeah, it was still sort of hilarious. And I do feel like at that point, you and I had to like make an excuse to, I think, scoot over or go somewhere else. Like we were literally oh, making excuses. Mm-hmm. I think literally I was like, I need to go to the restroom. So this is when girls go to the restroom together. It's like, yes, ladies, ladies, restroom break. Goodbye. It was, yeah. We did not spend that much time there. No, because we had a show to watch because we were there for Tom. And fuck yeah, he put on a bad ass show. So lucky that we got rid of those dudes. Um, It was, oh, it was so good. So good. Well, we're jamming. I mean, it was a beautiful night. It was in June and it wasn't too hot. Like, it was really beautiful. It was a gorgeous night. Yeah. And, and we got lost in the music. And remember, y'all, we came in on a school bus, a yellow school bus, and was told to be at a certain area. It was basically like, be by this tree with this white marking at 10 o'clock, like in this forested-like parking lot. It was, uh, it was crazy. And it was, I was like, oh, we're in, we're in the music, we're like mesmerized in Tom's world. And we're like, oh shit, it's like 945 or something like that, Stephanie. It was like 950. I don't know. Yeah. Was it me or you that noticed the time? I don't know, girl. It was, it was one of us and we'd realized, because it wasn't like there was uh, a mass exodus of people that were going to get on the bus. So there was no indication it was just like, oh, I hope you set an alarm, guys, because we told you 10 o'clock before. And Tom's still going full force. I don't think he'd even right. gotten to the first encore by then. And I do remember that. And I was like, Stephanie, is that kind of our way out? And are we about to miss the bus again? Which does seem like a theme for us. If you guys go back to the Tears for Fears episode, we're in Vegas seeing Daft Punk. And we're about to miss the bus in the desert. But in this case, it's a freaking <laughs> school bus. It's a school bus. And there's one of them. And it's the only way we have back to New York City. That's it. It's our only way. It was like Friday the 13th, y'all. It was straight up. You think New Jersey, I think Friday the 13th. And it was straight sure. up Friday the 13th. It was, mm-mm. y'all. Okay, so we like realize it's that time. And it's like, holy shit. We go to the spot, the forested area, like with the white dot. And the fucking bus is leaving. We had to literally chase after it. It was leaving. Oh, yeah, it wasn't God. like stopping. It was leaving. No, it was done. We got so lucky, Stephanie. Oh my God. We did. We wouldn't have had a way back. Like there was no way back. There was no other options back then. I just remember yeah. being like, uh, you know what? Like seeing Tom tonight, honestly, like 
this is crazy, but this is worth it. This is worth it. Exactly. Night. Weeknight, middle of the week. Yeah, we're chasing a bus. We're grown women chasing a school bus in a parking lot (laughs) so we can cross state lines, get home. Yeah. That's love because Tom Petty's that damn good. That's what you're going to do. Oh my God. Tom Petty inspires that love. And we knew it'd be like, all right, yep. It's going to be school night. Probably going to be weird. Didn't really picture we're going to be chasing the yellow school bus, but there we were. There we were. So good. We did it. So good. (laughs) Oh my God. That was the last time I saw, uh, I saw Tom Petty live and y'all, um, for y'all looking on YouTube and for y'all, uh, you know, of course, listening here, Stephanie got me a really cool book, Tom Petty and Me by John Scott for my birthday. And so t- Tom is definitely our dude, man. And uh, yeah, this is, I can keep going, Steph. I mean, you got, what, what else we got about Tom? <laughs> Just- we could talk probably all day about Tom, different parts of our lives that he brought us around to, but you know, he's just a, one of those people that's always going to live on, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I listen to, cause I drive now, um, I'm in San Antonio, so I'm not using public transportation. I'm like, what is that? Um, so I have Sirius and uh, Tom Petty radio. Um, I've been, that's been a staple in my car for a minute. So yeah, Tom Petty's so cool that he has a standing station all to himself. Like, it's not going anywhere. It's been around since, like, 2016. In 2017, he passed. So, yeah, I listen to that. That's a staple on my serious radio. And and I'm happy I was able to see him live. He's so good. He's so good. And I just always think about how this season, especially this time of year, it's just so joined with Tom for me and I know he's probably jamming out in that great summer concert in the sky if anybody is he's up there probably with a few of the traveling wheelberries yeah absolutely awesome 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 well I had a great time um I think now um I'm ready to go it's summertime let me get some Prosecco let me listen to some Tom Petty uh let me dance around my my living room I don't know yeah yeah, that's a good way to celebrate him. I like that a lot. And I think he'd, he'd fully approve. It's just, it's just an awesome, awesome dude. Well, we'd love to hear your Tom Petty memories, talk tuners. You can reach out to us directly, if you'd like, at stephaniestalktunes at gmail.com. And we are on all the socials. So please reach out to us over there. Follow or send us a message. It's Stephanie's Talk Tunes on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And we're Stephanie's Talk on Twitter. And I just want to also shout out folks for these great Apple podcast reviews that folks are leaving. Really appreciate it. And they make a huge difference. You want to drop one thank of those? You. You've been, yes, thank you. If you uh, want to drop one and you've been enjoying the show, please feel free to. It uh, makes a big difference for us. So just want to have gratitude for that and say thank you. Thank you so much. It's been so much fun. It's always fun. So please um, talk to us. Tell us your stories. I know y'all have been seeing, I know someone listening to us right now has seen Tom Petty and has a good story to share. So we want to hear it. All right, guys. um, I'm out. See y'all next time. Bye. Bye, talk tuners. See you later.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 